Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the third annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and this is episode 30 of this awesome show, and I am joined today by Katie. Hi. And we are reviewing, we are finishing up the trilogy, the Ashley Joanna Williams trilogy called Army of Darkness. So you've kept with us, uh, Katie got to witness the, uh, oh, what did Stephen King call it? Hold on, let me go back a page. The single greatest. The ferociously original horror film of the year. That was Stephen King talking about the first one, The Evil Dead. And I then, what he thinks about the other ones. Uh, probably number two, he probably liked it too, and then, I, I don't know. Maybe because the, I don't know, I have things, I have opinions. About two? Yeah. If the first one was the super original great thing, you can't obviously think the second one is super original and great. It's literally an exact copy and a retcon. Like It's not an exact copy. It's just him going crazy instead of like five people dying. But I get what you're saying. It's, it's a basic retcon. Like, I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah. I bet he likes it. And so, uh, so Katie, Jeff, and Sarah, and I... Went over Evil Dead 2, my favorite scary movie of all time. It's not really scary, but I still love it. It's one of my absolute favorite movies. Went over that one. And so now, this is the third film. And just like with the Hatchet films, if you're watching these back-to-back, I guess, I suppose it's the longest three days of Ash's life. (laughs) As he's just getting tossed around and covered in blood and losing body parts and growing body parts and then cutting those body parts off um it's just him going through the fucking ringer so uh yeah this one has a weird beginning also i didn't remember how it actually began but at the beginning of this film they do another slight retcon to the movie before so um it's the damnedest thing to me. Uh, I, I need to listen to some more commentary. Hopefully I can figure out why uh, Sam Raimi decided, like, well, you know, Katie went through all of this, and this is how it ended. But the next movie, we're just going to pick up some actress or actor to be with Katie. I get it. Linda wasn't going to be in that movie long, but the Linda from the second movie wasn't the same Linda from the first movie. And in this one, they show like a new Linda. It was Bridget Fonda. She was, <laughs> she was the new, the third Linda that is in there for like twenty seconds. And she actually met Danny Elfman on set because he did some of the music, and then they got married. So I guess this movie got her a husband. So that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, at the beginning, and then it doesn't show the new people that pop up. Uh, in the second movie, there were. Tons of people that he meets. Meets some com- country bumpkins. So Bobby Joe. And stuff like that. And they actually help him defeat the evil. And he loses his hand. The beginning of this movie just changes all of that. And it was just Ash in the cabin by himself. And he does it all. And then, like at the end of the movie, uh, the words are said. And the portal sucks all the bad things away. And he gets sucked in there too. And he ends up in medieval times. Now, if you remember some of the fun facts from earlier, uh, Sam Raimi wanted the second movie to be Ash in the Middle Ages fighting the undead. Another idea he wanted was Ash was going to be in a post-apocalyptic future fighting robot deadites in England. 
that was one of his ideas, but never got to it. So, um, yeah, I don't. Uh, Bruce Campbell, he's uh, retired from being Ash. I think in full action Ash, but probably if he can come back and just kind of stand and say some cool stuff, I don't think that'd be an issue. But yeah, he's he's done doing the big stuff. So, like I was saying before, uh, we'll just talk about Army of Darkness. I like it. But, Katie, what do you think about Army of Darkness? It was very silly. Yeah. This movie... I feel like this trilogy, as from start to finish, just went from, like, moderately serious horror film, like, a serious attempt at a horror film, to just, like, a campy comedy. And... Not that that's a bad thing. It's just, don't go into the second or third movie expecting the seriousness that was in the first movie. It definitely took on a mind of its own, and Army of Darkness is really funny. And much more action-packed than the first one. It's much less, like, blood and guts and gore, and much more, like, silly skeletons, like, waving swords around. (laughs) So, it's really good, but not as horror-filled as you would assume, based on its previous, its predecessors. My favorite part of this, and back when it came out, it came out in 1992, or 93, depending on where you were, this Ash, the the grumpy, dum-dum, that was really strong and capable. He just didn't want to deal with anybody. This Ash was so different. But then when they made the show, Ash vs. Evil Dead, this Ash, this is it. Like, this is how he is. He gets better in the show. And it, it's just really, I don't know. I, I like this movie for different reasons. Just like Katie said, the first one, they were going for super scary. And, you know, if I was a kid in those times, I'd have been like, this is the scariest goddamn thing ever. And then the second one just got a little little crazier. You know, he got a chainsaw hand. And then the, this third one, he's got a robot hand. <laughs> he's fighting fighting skeletons. So it just it's silly, but it's it's good stuff. Like I said, Sam Raimi has a very crazy mind, but the ideas are really awesome. I haven't seen anything like this before, so it's very, very enjoyable. So like always, we'll get through this story and then uh, we'll talk about our favorite and least favorite characters. So uh, like I said in the beginning, we get a cool new quiet retcon so none of the people he met in the second movie uh were there it was just bridget fonda linda and she gets snatched up and killed and he saws off his hand and he ends up in the middle ages so the end of the second movie in the middle ages all the people are like uh it's it's the chosen one from the sky come to save us from the deadites hail hail in this one it don't and it'll start like that. They see him and they're like, lock him the fuck up. He's he's a spy for Duke Henry. Lock him up. So uh, <laughs> he is enslaved along with Henry's. Apparently they caught him at some point. And they take all his weapons from him. They're very confused about his car. His old Oldsmobile landed with him. And so some of the knights are stabbing the car. They're like, eh, what's this? Uh, but he gets taken to Arthur's castle. Uh, they say it's Lord Arthur. I don't know if it's... That Arthur is another one, probably. No, it's probably that same Arthur. That same Arthur. Oh, rock on. He's kind of a douche. All of the stories are about that one Arthur. There were never any other Arthurs. That's true. No, there probably were, but... Yeah. We're all just going to say that it's the same one. Yeah. (laughs) He had a shitty haircut in this. Yes, he did. Uh, But I'd like to think that a lot of haircuts would be shitty back then. 
That's just how you live. If they had haircuts at all. They had, they cut their hair somehow. No one just had hair down to their butthole. Why not? The armor, the helmets and shit. Like, it just wouldn't work with super long hair, probably. You can just tuck it into your uniform, maybe. I'm not, not going to fight about something I don't know, baby. <laughs> but uh, they end up at Arthur, the Bob Arthur's castle. And uh, Ash is pelted with fruits and vegetables. They were fake rocks. But then Sam Raimi used real potatoes to throw it at Bruce. He thought it'd be funny. Uh, That's (laughs) fucked up. So we meet up with Sheila, a very not back in the day name, but (laughs) Sheila's asking, where's her brother? She, uh, you know, went out with the group and it's like, no, some of of Henry's men killed him. And he, he did really good. He tried his best in the fight, but he's gone. And Sheila just instantly blames Ash because I guess he's in the beginning of the line and not, you know, fucking Henry. He's like a person behind, like the dude that was actually in charge. But um, they take Ash and the other bad guys, quotation mark bad guys, to a pit and they dump one of Henry's men into the pit. And everyone gets quiet and they scoot forward. And then you see a fountain of blood that's, you know, typical in these movies. So something scary is in this fountain. And Ash is next in line. And he tells everybody, I don't even know these assholes. Like, Henry, tell them I don't know you. And Henry's like, I don't think it'll... It doesn't matter, bro. I don't think they give a fuck. Yeah, they're still gonna <laughs> kill you, man. Like, I don't know why you're so upset. Um, so they... Oh, well, Ash gets a rock pelted right in the back of his head. He has never left Concussion County. He is still there. And he falls into the pit. Down at the bottom... He sees a deadite, and he is trying his best. Uh, it's like a witch lady. Uh, she's whipping his ass down there, just like holding his side and just punching him. Uh, <laughs> does like a head scissors and gets away from her. And the soothsayer, or the wizard of the castle, throws his chainsaw down. And so he turns that bad boy on. And I was telling Katie, I want to say it was um, not Seth Mc. Is it Seth McFarland? Well, it's Family Guy. The other McFarland, um, the one that created Spawn. I don't know who that is, but sure. Dang, I can't remember his name. He's a McFarland, but they're not related. But he made this like sweet, like action figure of Ash, and he does this really cool pose when he gets the chainsaw in his hand. He like just turns it behind him. It's a really sweet one. I remember seeing it when I was little, and I was like, "Damn, I really want that," but it's so much money. And he cuts off pieces of the witch down in the bottom of the pit. And he actually gets out. And I I love after this, everyone's like so shocked because his arm is like a giant blade. And he looks around and he asks the the crowd, like, who wants some? (laughs) He's like, I've been through so much shit. Who who wants to fight me now? Who, Who wants to? And everybody's quiet and scared of him. And he turns to the guy that was whipping him the whole way home. He's like, oh, you want some, don't you? And he's like, no, no. No, no. He I'm goes up to no. goes up to King Arthur and he's like, hey, uh, your shoes are untied. And Arthur, knowing that they aren't untied, but just the fact that he's like, well, let me look just to be sure, gets a fucking sucker punch to his face. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, the Deadite actually climbed back out. There was another one down there. Ash grabs his shotgun and actually blows it away. So everyone realizes that he's a good guy guy quotation mark and they're like oh you're the chosen one 
And so the wise man tells him the only way Ash can make it back to his time is to get the Necronomicon. Hey, that book. <laughs> That's another one somewhere. And then Ash, it's weird. The second movie, he seemed like he was a pretty cool guy and he was down for teamwork and stuff. But I don't know. He's been through a lot in two days. But this Ash has grabbed and has instantly had this like mean streak about him. He gives no shit about anybody in the past. He just wants to get home. And they're like, well, if you do this and this and that, we can, we, you know, we can get you home. He's like, I don't care about anybody here. I just want to fucking go home. So uh, he's kind of an asshole. He, he softens up. So I get it. You know, in movies, you have to add different emotions to people. I've said this a couple of times when movies, you know, when you're on a third or fourth movie, just like with uh, Mary Beth or Annabeth. No, Mary Beth in the Hatchet films. She had to get different emotions because, you know, in the first one, she's like, I'm going to kill that guy. The second one, she's like, I'm going to kill that guy. But, I'm, you know, I got to get my family back. You know, <laughs> you got to change up how they act. You can't just be, I'm going to kill that guy every movie. It's not as, not as good. So before Ash leaves on his adventure, Sheila apologizes to him. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. I thought you were a piece of shit. You're not a piece of shit? Hey, I made you a new shirt because your shirt's all ripped up. And he's like, hey, I got to hear you, you primitive. And then they kiss. And he's like, okay, you're not that bad anymore. And then Ash realizes he has a sweet chainsaw, but he's been working with one hand for two days and he's gotten pretty far but he needs a hand so he gra- he grabs a book oh no he doesn't he doesn't grab the car yet he uses his mechanical know-how apparently he is just a fucking genius and he makes himself a robotic hand uh someone thought about the logistics of it because there's a scene where he's putting the straps onto a stump and he's just tightening it and then later on, he does some more stuff. So people are surmising that it's like a hydraulic kind of situation. Because yeah. it sounds like it's like releasing air or capturing air. So he made himself a sweet-ass robotic hand. And I just fixed the whole situation that now Bruce Campbell can use two hands. <laughs> Instead of just having a stump and having to be forced to do stuff, now he's just got his hand back. In the show, Asher's Evil Dead, he gets a robotic hand. And they're like, let's... I'm not trying to be one-handed out here in this movie. So, I, I get it. So, Ash, he starts his search for the Necronomicon. Oh, the wise man tells him he has three words to say, and he has to say them exactly, or things will go wrong. It's Klaatu, Barada, Niktu. Say those, and he's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, <laughs> that comes back to bite him in the butt later. So, he starts in the woods. That unseen force, you know, that thing that chases him all the time, and Jumped in his body and made him a deadite for a little bit. Hey, it's back. And it chases him to a windmill. And so while he's in there, staying away from the scary thing and trying to stay warm, he crashes into a mirror. It looks like someone else is in the room with him. But he runs into the mirror. And then it's, you know, shards of glass everywhere. And he's like, ah, oh well. The reflections of himself in the mirror turn into tiny little people like him. Well, tiny little people of him. So it's like Gulliver's Travels. And uh, he's trying his best to kill him. They're setting up traps and tripping him. And they actually knock his ass out. He wakes up and he's like, what a horrible nightmare. He's like, wait, what? Oh, God. (laughs) I can't move. Uh, One of the little tiny evil clones jumps into his mouth and he has to swallow him. And so now he's trying his best to kill the thing that's in his stomach because... 
little guy is like stabbing at his insides and he drinks really hot water. He says, how about some hot chocolate, some hot cocoa, but he drinks scalding hot water and it absolutely fucks up the monster. But then he gets itch on his side and he rips off, off his shirt a little bit on his shoulder and eye appears. So now he is growing a new ash on himself and he runs outside, howls at the moon like a crazy person. That thing is horrific, by the way. If that was happening to me, I would have, like, stabbed my shoulder and, like, tried to cut it out of me. Oh, yeah. Uh, he ends up outside, and the new him pops off of him. And he's like, what the hell is this? And he's like, the the new Ash is like, you're good Ash, and I'm bad Ash. And he starts punching him. Uh, Ash blows his face away with a shotgun. He tells him, good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. So I don't, I don't know this good Ash and bad Ash kind of shit. Uh, he straps him to a table and he does what he does best to deadites, cuts them into pieces and he buries the pieces. Uh, the head is still moving cause he didn't set it on fire. So the head's like, you'll never make it to the Macronomicon. And he tells him like, Hey, you got something on your face. He's like, what? And he throws dirt on his face <laughs> and he buries him. Uh, Ash makes it to the cemetery and he gets to the book. Oh no, there are three books, and he's very confused about it. The first book uh, opens up a fucking, like, I don't know, a sinkhole, and sucks him in. And he gets out, and his face is all stretched out and shit. <laughs> and then the second book bites him. It's like a rabid dog. It's like in his hair. He's like running away, and it's just like flapping at him. And uh, he gets that book to calm down. And before he grabs the third book, he realizes, oh shit, I gotta say the words. And he says, Klaatu... Barada necktie? He's like, I know it was an N-word. What was it? And so Ash does the look around like you're about to do something bad. and making sure no one's looking at you. And he says, Klaatu, Barada, and coughs like he said it, but he didn't say it. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave now. And he grabs the book. Uh... Honestly, his ruse failed, and fucking skeletons from the cemetery pop out of their graves. He has now awoken the army of darkness. Hey, hit the credits. And his clone has now reformed, and he's all gross and burnt, and he's like, I'm going to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) He makes it back to the castle. And the wise man's like, did you say the words exactly? He's like, yeah, basically. He's like, no, no, did you say them exactly? He's like, yeah, I might have messed up on a couple of syllables, you know, here or there. And he's like, oh, my God, the the army of darkness are on their way. We should leave and run off. And he's like, no, 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 no. We had a deal. Take me to my time. And everyone's like disappointed in him and stuff. And they're like, oh, I thought he was the hero that was supposed to save us. And he's like, I kind of care now. Sheila gets grabbed by flying deadite. Oh no, and she gets taken away. And this is the jump started Ash needed to actually try to be a hero for the second time in his life in three days. So he actually trains everybody at the castle. There's like 60 men there. And he's like, we're going to do this. I'm, we're going to train up and work this out. Unfortunately for Sheila, she gets dropped off at Evil Ash's feet. And Evil Ash looks at her, he's like, aren't you just pretty? And he's like, give me some sugar, baby. Just like Ash said. It makes sense. that, yeah. 
and she gets turned into an evil Sheila. Ela, if you will. So, uh, Ash works on everyone's fighting styles, because no one can fight, and he actually gets people to help him drag the Oldsmobile back to the castle. And uh, he works on making bombs and bullets and everything, and he actually enlists the help of Duke Henry to help him out. So, when the Army of Darkness gets there, the skeletons... uh, or trying their best to get into the castle. They take out a ton of them on the outside. But just like any siege situation, the bad guys are going to get in at some point. That's kind of how it works. So, uh, they're trying their absolute best to fight. Evil Sheila comes down. And she's trying to kill Ash, stabbing him in the balls. She's trying her, her best to stab him in his junk. And then, oh no, hey look at that. It's King Henry and all his people. They come over the mountain as these, you know, as they're getting beat up and stuff. And so Ash and his evil version, uh, he took some fire. So now he's just a skeleton because it's kind of hard having an Ash and then Ash playing the evil Ash. So they're like, oh, I'll just make you a skeleton. Um, <laughs> evil Ash stands on a catapult and he launches him off. And he sets up some bombs, and Evil Ash gets exploded. Hooray! So the wise man tells Ash, okay, we can get you back to your to your time. Drink this potion, and then say the three words. You got it? He's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And so now, we realize this whole movie was just a story he was telling one of his co-workers. Because he works at S-Smart. <laughs> uh, in Housewares, that's where Ash works. So he's telling a story, and then the guy's like, well, did you say the words right this time? He's like, I mean, I think I said it right. You know, I didn't get every syllable right or anything like that. But, you know, I'm here, so, you know, I survived. And, oh, no, an, a lady in the store is a fucking deadite. And she's like, <laughs> I'll swallow your soul. And he's like, come get some. And pulls out this sweet-ass rifle and blows her away. And then... The one of his co-workers, a new hiree, uh, is like, oh my god, you saved my life. And he's like, hail to the king, baby, and gives her a kiss. So this sets up the whole situation where he kind of saved the day, but he left it open for a sequel. And we get the TV show. And so that's why it's so easy for Deadites to pop up, because he didn't do his job right. There was an actual earlier ending so the the first ending that they came up with ash says the words and they said what the potion is going to do is make you go to sleep and you'll wake up in your time so they put him in a cave they said drink the potion say the words and then you'll wake up when you need to wake up and he's like okay i got it and so he's sitting in his oldsmobile with all his weapons and stuff says the words and then he wakes up and he's confused his hair is all long he's got a beard and he gets outside, and the world is, like, broken. There's, ex- you know, like like a nuke went off. And he's like, no. No. He screams to the sky. Um, they said that ending was very depressing because he's already been through so much shit. They're like, man, why can't you just go home? And they're like, okay. So they let him go home. But that was going to be, like I said, that was going to be the original fourth movie was him in the future fighting robot deadites uh, in England. So apparently he got teleported to England. That was going to be the original ending. So uh, I thought that would be really cool. But hey, we get what we get. And I'm happy. So 
Uh, Katie, who was your favorite character in Army of Darkness? Ash. Yeah. I mean, there's like no other characters, really. (laughs) There are a lot of other characters, but they're not really ever important. And they only have like a couple of minutes of screen time where they talk or are relevant to the story at all. So Ash is definitely the best. Just like in the second one where he's really the only one that you can root for. It's definitely the same situation here. Yeah, Ash gets all the cool lines and moves and stuff. He's fighting a deadite early in the movie, and he, like, just puts the gun behind him and just no look shoots the deadite, you know, dead. And he, like, oh, like, like he just, like, he's so cool. He had to, like, breathe out to get all the coolness out of him. Uh, he does all the cool things in this movie, so why wouldn't you not like him? So, uh, who was your least favorite character? Continuity. um the continuity between this trilogy of movies is so shitty i feel like sam raimi went out and made the original evil dead and was like fuck yeah i got a studio to give me like five hundred thousand dollars i'm gonna make this badass horror movie it's gonna be great cool he went and did it everyone was happy his movie was great, cult following, like, immediately almost. And then uh, the studio wanted to give him more money. I'm like, hey, that was a really good fucking horror film. Make a sequel. And he was like, cool, let me do it. And then he just rehashed the exact same plot of the first one and switched it to the second one and just gave Ash way more, like, physical comedy to do, which was great. But it was not a new story at all. Like, at least in, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, the characters around him have changed. Like, the time has changed. Nothing changed in this. It was literally like Ash and his girlfriend got in the car and they drove across a big-ass bridge and they ended up at an abandoned house and they stayed there and then fucking zombies invaded because they looked at the Book of the Dead wrong. And... It was, like, the same shit in number two. And then in the third one, they just, like, oh, well, none of that happened. We're going to change Linda. We're going to give you a flashback from, like, what happened to Ash before he got here. And it's another Linda who is now the third Linda that we've seen. But it's all supposed to be the same girl. And instead of just, like, showing you clips from the second movie, we're going to completely rehash the second movie here in this, like, first five last time on Evil Dead. It was just, like... What the fuck, dude? (laughs) You could have just, like, cut and pasted this, like, couple of minutes from your movie and made that instead of just hiring a completely new person and having Ash redo his whole thing with her to show what happened in the second movie. It's just a fucking mess. And the way that the second movie ended, he lands in the medieval times and is immediately hailed as a savior. And then they were like, eh, we're going to retcon it. Yeah. And now he's in the medieval times and he's a prisoner and it they have to like build him up to being a savior. It's just like come on, man. Think ahead, I guess, or go back and watch the movie that you already made before you set in step into writing this yeah. next one because like he didn't look back at all. He said fuck it. Yeah, that's the real issue cuz like I said, with these movies, I honestly think that, you know, you could set up things and be like, okay, we'll do it like this or that. I think, honestly, like, 
I don't know. He was like, I don't know if we're going to get another movie, you know? But, yeah, he could have just looked at the other movie and been like, oh, okay, we have to do this. Like, Katie, like, is a hero here, so maybe she's a hero and they get jumped by another group. And he gets, you know, she gets taken, like, hostage or something like that, you know? So, they could have worked out another way to do it, but, Yeah. Uh, my least favorite character, and it's always been my least favorite character when it comes to movies with Ash in it, is just him being dumb. I know it's part of his character, but in the first two movies, he wasn't really that dumb. In the second one, you could say that he was pretty stupid, but it was just the fact that he was losing his mind. He was absolutely crazy, dealing with things. Uh, he was a man of action. Hand went evil? What'd he do? Cut it off. You know, I guess you could say that's pretty stupid to do, but, you know, he didn't want to get turned evil. He seemed very capable in the first two. He's really capable in this movie. It's just, he has those really dumb moments. But, like I say, in horror movies, you gotta have a dumb person to make a story. And unfortunately, in this movie, Ash is the one of the few people that can make the story happen. So, uh, let's do seven-word synopsis. So, uh, I only have one. Hercules and Xena would be so proud. So, if you didn't know, Sam Raimi made those two TV shows. So, Hercules and Xena, that this... this... So, he does understand continuity. Yeah. <laughs> and Bruce Campbell actually pops up in those shows. He is Autolycus, uh, the Prince of Thieves. He's got a sweet little, little thin mustache. He's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, this, I could feel it when I was watching this movie and like the music when he's like sword fighting at two people at one time and doing all this fighting. I was like, this, this is like a long fucking Hercules or Xena episode. Like I could feel it and making sense because of where this, you know, whole series is going to go later for Sam Raimi. So absolutely got it. Katie. Medieval deadites are much stronger than usual. Yes. Um, the only thing I could think of is that the evil's been awakened longer because apparently in this world they just accept that there are deadites and stuff. And then, you know, at the cabin, they like read the book and then they throw it in a fire like four hours later. So maybe they weren't strong enough. Maybe. It's the only thing I can think of. Um, so, Minority Kill Count, I was thinking about it. Everyone's white. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, number stays. So, uh, I didn't didn't have any other cool fun facts. Oh, the three special words: Barada, uh, no, Klaatu, Barada, Niktu. Actually, from an old sci-fi movie, "The Day the Earth Stood Still." And so that's why they that's they, fun fact they, they cracked it out. Uh, I didn't have any other cool fun facts. There's probably tons of things. Uh, I haven't watched the commentary on this movie in a long time. Um, but there's probably billions of things like, oh, yeah, we did it like this because of this reason. Like, oh, cool. So, um, let me see. Oh, this film came out February 19th, 1993. What do you think the budget was, Katie? Um, Five million. Not bad. Eleven million. Okay, yeah. makes sense. And what do you think the box office was? I originally said 15, but I'm going to up it and say 20. 20. 21.5. I almost said 22. I yeah. was like, <laughs> glad I didn't. Okay. Yeah, so 21.5. <laughs> uh, in the eyes of 
the production company and all the people, you know, the finance people, uh, it was kind of a bomb in their eyes because going off of the first one and the second one, they were like, it didn't make 70 times its budget. Yeah. And they were like, how dare you? Failure, you know, in their eyes. Um, I mean, get some continuity and then you'll see success, Sam Raimi. Yeah. Spider-Man. So financially, <laughs> it didn't do as good, but, you know, it's one of those cold classics. People now are like, oh, he's fucking great, man. Uh, like I said, some of the best movies out there did not make money when they started. But if you look at them now, people are out there just like, this is the fucking truth. Uh, I don't know when. So it came out in 93. So what? It's how old right now? 93. Almost 30. 29. Two years less. Yeah. So. 28. It's yeah, twenty eight. So in probably two years they'll do a thirty year anniversary and Bruce Campbell will come out and it'll come back to theaters just like the original Evil Dead just came back to theaters and everyone's freaking the fuck out and stuff and it like I said, these films it's just they came out at the wrong time. The wrong decade, so but everyone loves it, so I, I can't complain. I love this movie. I love this series. So uh one day I'm gonna sit Katie down, I'm gonna show her Evil Dead, and that's the not really remake, reboot. It's a continuity thing, but that one, that one, there's not much for them to be like, hey, look at that, look at that. There's just an Oldsmobile in the front yard, and then a scene at the end, and you're like, oh, it's in the same world. That's all it is. So it's, the cabin's the same, the book is there. That cabin's fucked up then. Yeah. Dumb white kids read the book. Of course. And dumb white kids, and it's a black girl there. And dumb kids get mutilated. Uh, I will say the newer one is really, really fucking good. Uh, it's got that new type of... It's that one with Zoe in it, right? Yes. Mia. Oh, Mia. She's so fucking cool. I want her and Ernst to meet up. So, uh, it's really, really good. So, I'll we'll find a time and I'll have Katie watch it because I think she'd absolutely enjoy it. And I love a good movie with a female hero, heroine. They're fucking great. And there's a lot of them in horror and sci-fi. So I think that's why I like it so much. Because any other movie, they're like, female lead, <laughs> don't ever make money, you know? So <laughs> what are you going to do, you know? Mm, uh, but no, this is really fun. So uh, do you have anything else to say about Army of Darkness? If you like um, 80s, 90s, like claymation prosthetic stuff, you'll really like this movie. The skeleton work was really cool. And some of the stuff that they did with... The props and the way that they brought the army, um, like, to life was really fucking cool. So you'll really like that part of this movie. Even if the story doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense, you'll really like that aspect of it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, you know me, man. I like this kind of stuff. So, uh, But if you have any other cool fun facts about Bruce Campbell or Ash, Ashley, Joanna Williams, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Wait, how about Facebook at Allentown Presents? <laughs> so, uh, this is episode 30. We have one left. Uh, and I think we're going out on a watching a pretty good banger. We're watching Beetlejuice. It's one of my it's one of my faves. I I love it. And it was it's really fun watching movies, you know, and let some time go by. And I was like, damn, this is a really good ass movie. So um we'll do that one. And then we're going back to normal. We're going to do some... Then it's sleepy time. Yeah, sleepy time. And then Christmas will be here. And then 
Katie will do a ton of movies. Mm. I will be in the back. So Otis um, is going to do a lot more work than he thinks he's going to do. <laughs> I work. I work a lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I'm, I'm I'm very excited. So um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping with us, man. Like this, we're almost there. I'll do some more goodbyes next episode. But seriously, thank you so much for listening. So we'll be back tomorrow with our last. Film and third annual Halloween Screamathon. Okay, bye guys. Bye. I'll swallow your soul.